Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. Today is, uh, what is today? Wednesday, September the 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And I'm joined, as I always am, to talk a little recruiting. 60% of the time, they're always here. Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston, how about you, fellas? How about you? How about you, brother? You know what? We had a September 11th show, and I didn't say one thing about September the 11th. I thought about it, too. We did, didn't we? I did. I I thought about it. But it was weird. This is the first time that I woke up in 20-plus years, and there's not like a whole bunch on the news or, you know, I mean, I know this is an Auburn podcast, but it, it did throw me a little bit that we are, you know, we're now, what, 22 years removed from that? and Wow. The culture's just kind of shifted away from what it was. Hmm. Which is not good, in my opinion. I, I think you should never forget that, personally. No. And we did, unfortunately. But, you know. Well, we're remembering it now, Cole. We got yeah, it. That's right. We talked about it. Well, right. I tell you what, before we get started, there's something else I don't want to forget. Uh, I've got a song. It's kind of a, uh, kind of a spur-of-the-moment type deal for the show today. Um, it's just a quick song. I just want to play it. It's, uh, I thought you were about to sing something. It's for one, no, hell no. Uh, <laughs> it's for, uh, it's for one of our, our, our co-hosts. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. 
Oh, Ellen! Mr. J Head! Who ratted me out here? Who ratted me out on that deal? Mr. J Head turned 25. 25, uh, about 15, 16 years there, yeah. Are you 41? I am 41 years young today. Welcome. Welcome. Happy birthday, J Head. Happy birthday, big dog. Appreciate you, fellas. Look at him blushing. Oh, you know I am, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what else makes me blush. What's that? These bird dolls I'll be wearing. Ooh. Oh, my goodness, son. Listen, what, what, hold on, watch this. Watch my face right here. That's the face of somebody wearing a bird doll. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Can you see Hey, now. Let me tell you something about these bird dogs. <clears throat> First of all, I've got shorts, right? I've, 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 I've got to get me some pants. But every day, I've got bird dogs on because I did this, Matt. So you, the shorts have got the inner line, inner liner, so you don't need any, any uh, underpants. But I went and bought me some bird dog underwear. Mm. Dude, I got my bird dogs on at night. It feels so good. All right. So, bird dogs, let me get you something. This is why they all feel so good, dude. If you don't have any big dogs, get you some bird dogs. Uh, they, they, I got the stretch khaki shorts on. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a uh, truly sculpted look. Uh, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon's, but they're way better. They're way better. I know for a fact. I've got them on right now, right there. Uh, they fit way better than the regular shorts. They're made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit. I mean, listen, I'm not just saying this because they're our advertisers. I freaking love these shorts. And, and they got the different lengths. You know, I, I got, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so I like the longer length, and I need it. But uh, you, you can get them at, at whatever different length you want. Uh, check out the underwear. Check out the polo shirts. Love the polo shirt. Um, and uh, and obviously the shorts and the pants. Go to Bird Dolls right now. You can get you a uh, um, kind of a thermos style. What do they call those? Uh, what do they call those? Uh, Brooks has got one. He takes it to school every day. Like a, like a uh, Yeti cup? Yeah, tumbler. but what's the other brand? The tumbler. Yeah, whatever. It's a it's a thermos. It's a it's a bird dog thermos. I love it. It's really good. Uh, use the promo code Auburn. I mean, yeah, Auburn. So go to birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, one word, birddogs.com slash Auburn, promo code. Uh, that'll get you a free. Yeti? No. It's two words. It's like, I don't know. Dang it. <laughs> Man, they're really good. I think they sell them in the caddy. Anyways, there you go. Birddogs.com, people. Slash Auburn, all caps, one word. Get you a promo code. Uh, that's the promo code to get you a igloo, the, the, the igloo style. One of these, but it, it, it's it's better. I think I, I have a Yeti. It's the only thing I've ever bought of Yeti. I wanted to see what it was all about. I was really disappointed. You're going to be yeah. honest with you. I have been too. Definitely not worth the money. No. Absolutely not. But then again, most things in life aren't. I'm a I'm a pelican guy. I got a lot of pelican stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Whatever. I'll think of it before the show's <laughs> over. Either way. All right. So uh, Auburn is uh, at home this weekend against Sanford. They're going to kick off at six o'clock p.m. Central Time inside Jordan Hare Stadium, uh, which is a night game 
cool night game, great chance to get some recruits on campus. Auburn will certainly have recruits on campus. At least one five-star already has confirmed to Chad Simmons. Naeem offered uh, 2025 DB from Parker in Birmingham will be in Auburn. There will be several more. We'll have more on the visitors on Friday. Uh, also, a couple of basketball studs are coming in, class of 2025, yeah. top 10 guy, uh, Tiller. Bryce Tiller will be here, as will class of 2026, who could reclassify the 2025, Caleb Holt, in-state, number one in-state player uh, in 2026. He's the number five overall recruit in the country. So a couple of big-time basketball recruits will be here, and I'm sure there will be uh, several other football guys. We'll get to those on Friday. Uh, but other than that, man, uh, the only thing really going – no, it's not Tumblr, Zach, but that's what they're called. It's a Tumblr, right? Yeah. All right, man, that's my ADHD is getting to me, be gone. <laughs> uh, the only thing really going down this week, it's not Arctic. It's not Yeti. Hydro flask! Hydro flask! <laughs> Hydro flask. I got you. Okay. Yes, I told you it was two words. You're right. Mm. So, You're right. promo code Auburn, all caps, one word, gets you a Hydro flask type <laughs> canteen. It says bird dogs on it. It looks really good. <sighs> so, uh, what were we talking about? We're talking Auburn <laughs> football recruiting, I think. Yeah, something like that. That's the name of this show. What the hell were we talking about? Visitors. I did the basketball guys. They're coming in. Uh, the official visitor, uh, Oliagu, will come back in October. He's got a, um, I think it's a uh, AAU tournament. He's uh, going to come uh, in back in October. He's a 2025 shooting guard. So, anyways, uh, let's talk about football recruiting. There was a new offer that went out this week. I thought it was very eye-opening. Yes. Fred Clark. Three-star linebacker from uh, Mississippi, who is six foot two, two hundred forty, two hundred forty-five pounds. I mean, you, I think we were talking before the show. Dude is a Mike, and that's about all he has, right? I mean, yeah. But he's committed Let's, to Mississippi State. It, it, so, Cole, tell us what you know about Fred Clark. I mean, it's possible that he could be looked at as somebody who could play the jack position mm-hmm. in a position that. Um, maybe not as much of a pass rusher, but more like what Elijah McAllister is being used for on first and second down. It's possible. Um, uh, and, of course, Josh Aldridge um, recruits those guys too. Uh, he's pretty much in charge okay. of all the entire linebacker room, including Jacks. Um, on the field, of course, Ron Roberts is the coach for the Jacks. But <clears throat> uh, he, he fits pretty well in the middle too. Um, th- that's probably what he is in college because he's heavy. And he's sort of a hard hitter. He's a thumper, or whatever you want to call that. Um, I don't know what to think about him yet. I'm, I've been trying to get in touch with him. I want to know what his thoughts are. And, uh, and apparently he's interested from, from what we're hearing, right? So we'll see uh, what happens there. And I think that offer is so interesting in a lot of ways because, you know, we've been tracking Bradley Shaw. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've, we've talked about him so many times, but I don't know how to give you, like, a straight answer on him and what might happen with him and what the – the outlook is, and that's that's sort of been the uh, storyline on Bradley. So this this offer means something. Uh, it, it means something. I, uh, I, uh, Jay Head, I think they're connected. Yeah, I, I I concur. That's what I was exactly about to say, Jeffrey. Is I don't think you see unless the linebacker board is expanded because of numbers due to, right. and that's what we don't know right now. I think that's 
when Cole says, hey, there's something to it, it could be that. It could be, you know what, we're going to take four linebackers in this class as opposed to three now. Or it could mean that Bradley Shaw may not be as favorable to Auburn as one might have assumed as of a month ago. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, but I'm with you, Cole. To me, when you watch him, and he could be, because of his size, maybe he's a guy that you could put on the outside. I haven't seen that skill set on tape, so I honestly don't know. Uh, Josh Aldridge would have seen more than his highlights, right? Like, they, they, when all the coaches are interested, they're asking for more than just what's on huddle. Right. Mm. He's a Mike linebacker to me all the way. Um, yeah. Very much cut in the same mold of, of a Kenny Britt. I mean, that's what he looks like of a KJ Britt. Same size, same build. Uh, probably, you know, a two-down. If he reshapes his body, maybe he's a three-down guy. I honestly don't know. Haven't seen enough to say. You know, and I saw some comments go out on the board with regard to guys um, – kind of negatively saying, why would we put an offer out to this three-star and so on and so forth? Well, A, you know, you're seeing junior highlights. He doesn't have a full senior year worth of film yet. The coaches have seen what he's been able to produce so far. Two, we've talked about this. There is a raw aspect to Mississippi athletes, right? Like they do not have – they don't have access to the greatest facilities in the world. These guys are not guys that are in – fantastic nutrition programs and strength and conditioning programs and, you know, have all the bells and whistles. These are guys that sometimes you take a kid like this and he just pops when he gets into a, into a campus like Auburn. So I'm undecided yet about how I feel about it, but I'm with you, Jeffrey. I think they're connected in some capacity one way or another. What that is, I don't just know. I don't know. Well, Jayhead, I'll add this real quick before we move on. I, I think um, one thing that I, it just popped in my head, actually, Zach Arnett, who is the head coach at Mississippi State now? Is a very is a similar defensive mind to Ron Roberts in the way they do things. Yeah, very blitz heavy, you know, um, attacking that kind of defense. Uh, obviously, they see something they both like in this guy for for that reason. Maybe he's the blitz type guy. Maybe he's you just you know you need that guy that can be in the box and not have to be sideline to sideline, but just stop things in the middle. So. Um, for that reason, this this offers uh, that's what he is 100. percent I'll give you. I'll go with one better. You know who he was committed to before Mississippi State, correct? Who, who's that? Ole Miss. He flipped from Ole Miss. Oh, to that's State. right. That's right. Pete Golding is a disciple from the Ron Roberts tree. There you go. So if you're talking about liking similar traits, you don't get much more similar than that. Pete cut his teeth underneath him at Tusculum as well as southeastern Louisiana, I believe. Um, and I think he was also at Delta State with him for a short period as his GA. Hmm. Don't quote me on that part, but they are heavily tied to one another. I, I will say this about Bradley Shaw. Man, Cole and I have said this many times. Hell, Cole went and watched him play two weeks ago. Couldn't get anything out of him. Um, it's very difficult. Uh, but after I saw that offer, I thought, man, something's not adding up here. Now, sure, it could be after the three games – of worth of video and Auburn got to see it and said, yeah, let's go after this kid. One of the two of him and Shaw would be great. I don't – Cole encouraged me. Uh, I ran it by Cole on the hot board. I've had Bradley Shaw, Auburn, the team to beat since Big Cat, 55%. Mm-hmm. And I think it was last week, Cole, I was like, man, you know, what do you think? He's like, ah, 50-50 at best. I said, yeah, I kind of – I hear you. So that's where I've had it. Uh, I still have it that way. But I will say this, and I think, Jay, had you mentioned this team last year, last week, watch out for Arkansas and Travis yeah. Williams. I'm telling you, um, did some digging. And as a matter of fact, one source told me as of today, if I had to pick gun to head, 
uh, where Bradley Shaw goes, it would be Arkansas. I believe. And, and for the record, and this this is nothing against Bradley Shaw, but I, I know with certainty that there was more emphasis put on Joe Phillips, there was more emphasis put on Demarcus Riddick, and there was more emphasis put on DJ Barber. Mm. There was. I, I I don't know if that's a knock on Bradley Shaw because I know that the coaches like him. I know Ron Roberts went to see him twice in the spring. Mm-hmm. But I, I've said this on this podcast a couple times now. I never got the feeling that they were just trying to knock down the door to get him. And yeah. there may there may be some of that playing into it as well, where they they went, all right, well, we know about Shaw. We know he's probably obtainable if we really pushed for him and got you know got on the gas with him. Let's keep our eyes open and look around, see what else is out there. Man, well, they landed on this guy. Maybe there's more that we don't know about. It's possible. Yeah, right, absolutely. Well, and look at it from the Shaw angle. If T. Will has prioritized him from the jump, and Auburn has slow played him somewhat, and gotten other guys committed that are more highly regarded than him. I mean, I'm, I'm speculating here. Does he think that there's not room for him in this class to get on the field as early as he wants to play? Interesting. Hmm, possible. You know, you never really know what's going through a recruit's head. And and that's what Especially I want. Especially him. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I want to emphasize to our board is recruiting is a two-way street, right? Like the kid's got to be as interested in you as you are the, as you are the kid. Yeah. What we don't truly know either or, right? Like we know Auburn's got interest in him now, was not necessarily knocking down his door, as Cole said earlier. We don't know now how hard they're pressing. Like we Absolutely. We think they are, but we don't know that. So it's, you know, it, it's just a, that's a hard recruitment. Without the kid being open with us, it is extremely hard to get a good read on where we are in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Cole, uh, real quick, man, you had a note on Khalil House, three-star offensive lineman from Georgia, uh, who committed to Stanford, of all places, over Auburn uh, a couple of months ago and expected him to visit Cole. You talked to him recently, I believe. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I talked to just just a quick message here sure. and there on Twitter. Yeah, um, that counts, man. Yeah, and he, you know what? He's always been real responsive. Even mm-hmm. from the beginning, he was when he was looking and searching for offers. You know, yeah. we talked some then, and I got his help get his profile set up and all that. Um, but here he is again. And, and you know, he says I've been thinking about going to a game. Yep. Right. So. I had a suspicion that he was probably going to do that. He's he's in Georgia. It's not like somebody, you know, let's just say DeAndre Carter was not committed and, and Auburn's trying to get him to a game. That would not be easy. He's in California, right? Much different situation here with Khalil. He's over there in Houston County, Georgia. He can ride over there and make a game. And he's going to, I think. Uh, I had been hearing that he might, so I reached out and he said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking into it. So I think we'll hear something about him soon, scheduling a game. Probably not this weekend, but probably the Georgia game. I mean, look, that game's going to be so loaded. Um, I think it's safe to say if there's a big recruit Auburn is after right now, if, if I'm guessing, yes, they're going to be at the Georgia game. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Georgia, Ole Miss, and Alabama are going to be absolutely loaded games. I, every one of them are probably going to be either 2.30 or night games. You can get kids there. It's not too much on them. But, yeah, I think those are going to be the three premier matchups where you and Jeffy are like, damn, man, I got my work cut out for me today. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be a long yeah. post game. Yeah. It's, it's going to be that way. Um, so I, I expect him to be at one of those games, maybe more as possible. Yeah. Uh, Auburn's still recruiting him. I think he, he and Coach uh, Jake Thornton and Hugh Freeze have been all communicating, maybe a little more than they were at one point. So – 
that is one to watch. And I wrote about five guys that, that are flip targets on the offensive line, and all of these guys are hearing from Auburn a good bit. So we don't have full and you know intel on these guys quite yet, but as soon as they start visiting and as the season goes on here, we'll have more, and those are the ones to watch, no doubt. I like, I like that. Y'all need to go check that out, five offensive linemen. Uh, Cole had a story on that. I think it was yesterday, Cole. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, go check. Auburn Live on three, man. We still got a uh, fall special, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, $1 for the first month. Um, we'll get you in, get you all the uh, all the uh, elite content uh, at Auburn Live on three. All right, hey, we put out the questions from the corner. We want to get to as many as possible this week. I love it. Let y'all dictate the show when there's not as much, you know, News, not as much uh, recruiting intel in the news as there has been. I mean, it's the start of the season. Season's getting fully swung uh, in full swing. High school season's getting in full swing. Not a lot of news, to be fair. So, And we're in a different – like last year, we were still like hardcore trying to add kids. They're at 18 commitments in this mm-hmm. class. You know what I mean? Like we There's not a lot to – there's not a lot of news to be had. Right. This time last year, we were at eight commits, and you were still trying to get guys in the boat like every other week. Now, I've, I've actually – go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Cole. I've, I've found myself almost switching to 25 a little bit at times because – Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, number one, people want to know about these guys because they're they're actually getting close to possibly landing a few of them. Yeah. Whenever that starts happening, then the masses go, okay, well, I am now plugged into this. So that's been going on. But also, hey, since I've been doing this job, I haven't had that stability of a coach where it's like, oh, yeah, they've been talking to me for two years now. You know, ever right. since Hugh Freeze jumped in, I, he was the first person that called me, you know. So when you hear a guy's name that's in the 25 class who Auburn's been on for a while, there's a really good shot that they're going to be in the class. That wasn't the case a year ago. It was like, all right, we got to reshuffle the board again. Here we go. Yeah. It's not <laughs> happening right now. It's not happening right now. Be uh, be curious. Guys are the guys. Put it that way. Twenty twenty five is going to be fun to cover. It's going to be fun to uh, to follow. If you're a fan, uh, make sure you get over to Auburn Live on three. Kiki wants to know who is more likely to flip five star wide receiver Cam Coleman, who is committed to Texas A and M. He is from Central Phoenix City, or four star wide receiver. But damn, he's got some five star talent. Nye Carr, who is committed to Georgia. He is from Georgia. Uh, who is more likely to flip? Cam Coleman. Cam Coleman. Yeah, and I would have said Nikar maybe two or three weeks ago, maybe around Big Cat time, but um, I, I like the way things have gone a little bit more with Coleman. Wouldn't be surprised to see him on campus uh, for the Georgia game and probably Alabama game both. NSH times Auburn. How many players do you think end up in Auburn's class this year that aren't on any hot boards? This is kind of what Cole was referring to earlier. I think it was Cole or maybe it was J-Head, but uh, – uh, Fat Clark was not even on my radar, and yeah. he popped up. And, and I think it was Cole said, "How many more are out there like this?" Well, there's probably a lot. So that's a good question. How many players do you think end up in Auburn's class and aren't on the hot boards, haven't been covered by you guys to this point? I'd like to think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. I'd like to think the remaining class comes from guys that we've at least had one update on that has visited that's, in the spring. Yeah. January, we have touched on it. If you go to their profile and you scroll back, you'll see at least one Auburn Live story. I'd like to believe that. But there's always going to be one or two. Yeah. Uh, I would say always, but there's a possibility of always there being one or two guys. that. Because that lends itself to the kid that's a late developer. Sure. He hits. I mean, we saw, what, I think, four offers go out. 
one of it last year, one of those was a big linebacker out of Memphis. I can't remember his name. Arian Carter. That's it. Who blew up. Who absolutely blew up. Uh, the defensive back who signed with us out of Atlanta that Cole was all over uh, was previously committed to Arkansas State. Scott. Scott. Yep. Um, and then a big tight end out of Texas that was committed to Vanderbilt and then absolutely blew up and then signed with LSU. Camorian Pimpton. Right. Oh, forgot about and him. And those were the guys that were the late bloomers that we jumped in on. That we, Nobody saw it coming because nobody, nobody even heard their name. Well, you got to remember, at, at this time last year, I mean, no, Connor Lee was a done deal to Miami. Everybody forgot right. about that. Um, Tyler Johnson, nobody thought about him. He came to Big Cat. That was it. He didn't right. even get an offer at Big Cat, if I remember correctly. He left, committed to Texas Tech, who's obviously, you know, a pretty good program, just about beat Oregon the other night. And uh, who's who another one? There's there's more. Uh, Isaiah Miller. Of course, that helped out with the coaching staff you got. But, I mean. Right. And I think a lot of that was coaching Sylvester Smith. Sylvester wasn't on our high yeah. board. We weren't even yeah. recruiting him. Right. Um, I think that happened because you transitioned coaching staffs. I think yeah. you'll have less of that this year. There's more known yeah. entities. I'm with Jeffrey. I think you're going to have one, two names with Fred Clark being one of those. It has now popped up. Um, there probably will be another one when there's a sleeper that they're like, oh, we really like this kid. And they will keep that name in their hip pocket. It will not get out, I guarantee you, until they're ready to, to make a move. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we won't know that they're interested. Uh, unless, you know, coaches will be on the road uh, visiting high school. They can be out evaluating, and that's when you go, oh, who are they, who are they looking at? Oh, maybe there's some interest there. Right. So that, that will help us in identifying new targets. It's interesting, too, how the intel works sometimes, Jeffrey. And I'm learning in this job. If if Oliver feels like they might get somebody and it might be somebody out of the blue that you hadn't heard about, you're probably going to hear about it. You know what I mean? If they feel like they're working on somebody and they don't want it to get out there, you're not going to hear about it. That's for, correct. For example, DeAndre Carter is somebody we knew about way before they ever got him on campus because they got a good vibe from him. And we figured that out, and there it is. And here he is now committed. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just comes out of the blue like that. We'll see. Uh, Q, uh, Q3, uh, R4, what O-line and D-line recruits do we need to land in order for us, for you guys, to feel like we succeeded at those positions? Good question. This is a very good question, R4. Uh, O-line, I would say, what recruits do, does Auburn need to land in order for me to feel like they succeeded? I think it would be Khalil House. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody of that ilk. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the who's the big uh, offensive guard committed to Mississippi State that visited us for Big Cat? T.J. Lockhart. T- you land one of those two, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And you feel I'm like- not too picky on the O-line this year. like Because there's just not the – Casey Pose. There's not like 10 Casey Pose out there. I mean, yeah. go look at the visit list Albert has. Um, it's just very difficult. If you go back and you look at I think there were four transfers, five high school, four high schools and a JUCO they just signed. I don't know if that's having an impact on this offensive line recruiting. Five. Because, well, we got the Northwestern kid at the last second. So five high school offensive linemen, four transfers. I'm counting Dylan. Connor yep. Lou, Tyler Johnson, and Clay Whedon, Dylan Cinda, Braden Joyner. Braden Joyner. Braden Joyner? He was in the 2023 class? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Dude's been here for like six years. Yeah, he no, was, no, no. He, he, just just 
he's been committed for uh, since he was in the eleventh grade or just starting the eleventh grade. Yeah, you've got to be kidding me. That was Darren. That's great right. day in the morning, twenty twenty three. Yeah, my apologies, Braden. <laughs> I have complete, I've been on like, national shows talking about yeah, only four. I'm Braden Joiner. My bad, big dog. He well, said, that's just because when he committed, he was solid. That was it. No more. Yeah, I mean, he, he committed. No drama. Yeah. When he was, was like 11. Yeah, I think he flirted with USF at UCF for like a hot minute, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, January the 1st, 2022. So 18 months ago. Yeah, I, he was committed for a full year, I guess. Favor Edwin to me. That's a big one. Yeah. Favor Edwin. There you go. Thank you. It, that That to me, if you land him. Um, as that kind of bookend tackle to go with what we have. And then you get one of those other guys of TJ Lockhart or a um, guy we just talked about him. This is, I want to pull up my hot board because there's several offensive line guys on that. Khalil House or, oh, if you land a Cohen Eccles, I think that's, there you a, go. that's a hard flip. Um, even though he's commutative of Princeton, uh, Preston Talamua. Um, Jude Foster, Navarro Shunke, Reese Baker. Yeah, you know, land two or three of those guys, and I'll feel like we have filled our need. And then, to me, the bigger deal in this class, because of what you're going to lose on the offensive line, is how do you finish in the transfer portal? I, I think you have to get high school guys to develop. And then, Cole, I want to I want to pivot to you, but impact guys through the portal. That, to me, is is going to determine the success of, uh, of this offensive line class. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah. I think my answer is different for both sides of the ball. For offensive line, uh, I, I don't have to scour the entire country of offensive line recruits to understand that Auburn identified some guys, and, and, they, and they said, all right, these guys are committed. Doesn't matter. These are the ones we want. Right. So I need I need a flip. i got to have it yep. uh, in order for me to feel good personally. Uh, Cohen Eccles, I, I'd love that flip. Mm. That, that'd be an excellent one, in my opinion. Yeah. That would be the one that I went. I went okay. Yeah, yeah. Auburn, like, Auburn got serious on that, one. right? And, and Khalil House is in there for me, but I, I think Cohen Eccles is just completely Maybe a little more polished. You know, you got to flip from Annie on that kind of thing. You got all of that playing into it on the defensive line, though. Yeah. T.J. Lindsey is a stud. Okay. Yep. There is no doubt about it. You have got a stud right there, in my opinion. I think Malik Blockton is on his way to being really good. I do, too. I think um, um, Dimitri. Dimitri Nicholas is interesting. I don't know enough about him yet to be able to give a full analysis. Mm-hmm. 
but I need one or two more because I'm looking at Auburn's defensive line right now and going, it just ain't what it needs to be right now. I think you got to flip one of Beeman or Franklin. Yes, one of those guys, maybe somebody pops up that you weren't yeah. talk, talking about, but somebody of that caliber, I need one more of those. Yeah, maybe a Cameron Fountain, if you can flip him from USC, I think he could play five-tech. And to me, that is because I know that Malik, is going to start out at the five, but I think he's going to grow into a three tech, and it's you yeah. know it's going to happen in a hurry. Sure, um, you need a premier five tech in this class. I think Jeremiah Beeman could be that guy. I think Camarion Franklin could be that guy. I think obviously the uh, the young man out of Florida. I'm trying to think of his name right now. Um, Boucher, L.J. McCray, L.J. Oh. McCray, Boucher, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, come up, Bobby. Uh, and then maybe Cameron Fountain from up in Atlanta that's committed. He's a big four-star that's committed to USC. I know there's some interest there. So you get one of those four. But I'm with you, Cole. I mean, I think you could take five guys in this class. That I really think they want to flip this room. This is not coaches talking to me. This is just my gut feel. I think they want to flip that room with some more top-end talent that they think has a chance to to put them in that upper echelon. And listen, the quickest way to flip a script at a program is the damn defensive line, son. Get yes, you agree. Dog, son. Look, what that's what Kirby Smart did at Georgia. That's the first thing he did when he got to Georgia. This I what stood along this defensive line. It's what Bo Davis did at Texas. Look, you saw Texas absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he his ass at the line of scrimmage the other night. Yes, they did. Yeah, they were the, their defensive line was the difference in that game for for a good portion of it at least. Absolutely. Hell, their offensive line was two. Yeah. Brett, Texas. I think I think though uh, T.J. Lindsey is your five technique right now probably, and he's going to be a good one. And then Joe Phillips is a linebacker, but he almost counts. I mean, he's an edge, right? He's a jack. So you're okay right now, but you need. I mean, if if to answer his question. To make me feel really good, you got to have one more caliber guy like that. I didn't see, realize you saw TJ on the outside, man. I've seen him more as an interior guy, but I trust your eye more than my own. So, yeah, he, was, uh, he slid out for IMG playing five, and he's been a problem. So I, I like the way he's playing there. He's got enough what, athleticism. What Kirby did when he got to Georgia was he didn't get one of Franklin or zero of Franklin and and, and uh, Jeremiah. Beaver. He got both of them. <laughs> you know that's that's how he that's how he got to where he is so fast. So uh, I'm all about the big dogs on the defensive line and would love to see at least one of those guys, Auburn flip one of those guys, um, to make it a, a very successful defensive line class. Aces full one, not to be confused with aces full two. Who out of the commits do you see being day one contributors, not starters, but contributors on the team this year? We've seen uh, – uh, next year. This year we've seen Kay and Lee contribute. We've seen uh, Keldrick Falk contribute. Uh, freshman, other than that – Jeremiah, Jeremiah Cobb has been yeah. a contributor. Jeremiah Cobb, very good. Connor Liu is contributing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too, too deep, absolutely contributing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the safety? Um, Sylvester Smith. Sylvester Smith, has he contributed? Was he too deep? He, Not yet. he hasn't okay. yet. But okay. If you, but like you saw in the Cal game, Keontae Scott and Kaufman went out. He's probably coming in next. One of, or at least him and Caleb Wooden are probably next. So, so of the guys, of the eighteen commits, who do you see on the two deep this time next year? Perry Thompson, yes. Yes. Um, I think because of how thin we are at the jack position. Yeah, I was going to say. Joe, Joe Phillips has a chance to contribute Yes, pretty early. 
Um, and then I think our inside linebacker commit because of how thin we are at that position. Oh, and the the I don't run it past DJ Barber, right? Yeah, DJ Barber. I think he's got a chance to play earlier than expected unless we portal up there some. You know what I mean? And guys, we're thin at inside linebacker. We really are. I mean, we we are we were probably and of course Free said it today in his teleconference. We are thinner there than they probably want to be. I'm gonna give you somebody else. It might yeah. be a wild card. It might be not a wild card. To Lewis Solomon. Yeah, dude. He'll, he'll find a way to get on the field. I think he's that kind of guy. He's a football player. He's mm. the definition of a football player. I, I gotta cut. I, I'm say T.J. Lindsay is somebody that okay. can contribute. I think Kinsley Faustin's gonna contribute. Oh, I forgot about Kinsley. He doesn't get talked about much. This guy's advanced as a safety, and right. and they got issues at safety right now, especially going into next year. In my going, opinion, yeah, no, going into next year for sure. Like this year, I'm okay with where we are. Next year, yeah, man. And, and Jalen Crawford too, because I thought about him. DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, they're going to be gone. Somebody's going to have to be there. Well, hey, this this class could uh, be very. Uh, Defining when it comes to next year's oh, no. success, we'll uh, we'll definitely see. and 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 years after. Wardam twenty three. Uh, if the passing game doesn't turn around, this is a great recruiting question. Do you think some of the next? Because I I felt the same way uh, after watching the uh, the Auburn at Cal game. If the passing game doesn't turn around, do you think some negative recruiting will start to impact the wide receiver class? Yes. No, because you're selling need. I I think. Year one, you get a pass because you can say, we just don't have the guys that can do what we need you to do. I honestly can see both of you. Yeah. I, I can make a case for no, and I can make a case for yes. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think I'm probably glass half full on that. But if I'm, a, if I'm Marcus Davis, I'm telling them, look, I don't have the receivers to do what we need to do to showcase you. But look at what Coach Freeze has done. Right. I've got proof and history to show you wide receivers that we put in the league. I can, I can get you there. We just don't have the dudes. But, with, I mean, you're right. I mean, look, Bama, Georgia, whoever, Clemson, hey, man, you guys aren't doing dick in the passing game. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> the targets aren't there. That's, that would, <laughs> would become – but like you said, Marcus Davis, hey, listen, we don't have guys that can get separation. We don't have guys that can get open. We've right. got to do we, – we got the guys to uh, – I thought you had the guy to throw them the football. Well, but, uh, I, I'll, what's, I'll your, you, what's your side of yours, Cole? I'll tell you, just they saved it a little bit Saturday night, in my opinion, by by using Revolta Fairweather the, Fairweather the way he's supposed to be used, and now he can go. Well, Perry Thompson, that's you right there, buddy. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be you. So mm-hmm. there's always a play, okay? There's always a play, especially if you know what you're doing as a recruiter, and Hugh Freeze does. You know, we all believe that, um, but I also believe. That yes, okay, NIL's a, a thing here. Don't forget about that. That's going to play a factor in keeping guys at Auburn. Yes, but you know everybody's trying to do the NIL deal with them too. If they're really good, like Perry Thompson is, I think there was some negative recruiting against Alabama. Hey, they they're not able to come up with a quarterback right now. You know, sure. so mm-hmm. I think they're going to do the same thing to Auburn. Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Uh, and does it affect Auburn? Well, I mean, there's a lot of history to point towards saying that Auburn can't do this with the receivers. Unfortunately, that's where Hugh Freeze has to show that. And right now, there's just not a whole lot of evidence yet. And it's only two games. But it's something that is, is worth thinking about, I think. Yeah. Uh, Frank Costello wants to know, how does the staff operate when setting up the board and recruiting? I mean, I wish I knew. 
Really <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me get in that recruiting room and let me see how they operate. I mean, standard answer here would be, you know, your your scout, you evaluate, you offer, you, you know, do all their. I know that to build uh, your board. They yeah. have somewhat of a, a ranking system of their own. I, I know that I don't know all the details, but they decide how good a guy is and how hard they're going to go after him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and really, I don't know much more other than that. Right, and I assume there are like a lot of teams that probably it starts in the player personnel world. Those yeah. guys scout it. They provide it to the position coaches. The position coaches provide input to the coordinators. The coordinators sign off. Head coach signs off. Then, you know, your board, like you said, is set with a precedent. Like this is tier one. This is yeah, tier, yeah. This right. is tier three. I'll tell you what I have seen in the past. I don't remember if it was Tuberville or Chiswick. Um, I don't think it was Gus, but those two guys, they one of the staffs had it ranked one to ten. And like ten was uh, you're all out, and this is kind of how they ranked them. But I thought it was color coded. Um, I think yeah. it was it was color coded. They had all their board. Um, well, back then it was a bunch of white sheets with a with a ring in the corner, and you flipped it to different positions, and each player had a color code. And a lot of the tops were you know reds or orange or whatever, and those were those were your prime elite guys that you really went after. Then you had your tier two guys and another color. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I I can say this. Um, when one of Coach Freeze's assistant coaches likes somebody, mm-hmm. if they are willing to go to bat for somebody, he listens. And he says, all right, that's all I need to know. From what I understand, that's that's how he goes about it. Uh, he, he may not even have to go and, and dive into their film all that much. if He, he trusts his coaches, and they say, hey, I, I really want this guy. He'll go, all right, let's get after it. J-Rock Eagle, with the class near capacity, uh, who do you see as the next top three must-haves? The top three must-haves. I'm going to start. Jeremiah Beeman or Kamari Franklin? Yes. That's a must-have. you got to get an impact defensive lineman in this class to go along with uh, what you already have. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you got to get favor Edwin. I think that is your best chance at an offensive tackle. That's number two. Absolutely. Kevin Riley's in there for me. Or a running back. I'm going to say Roger Salapega is my next must-have. I think you need a flex tight end in this class. He's the best one on the board, unless you can flip Amir Jackson. Yeah, I hear you. Because Martavius Collins, I, I guess he's more of a loot deal. Then yeah. uh, somebody's really going to stretch the field there at the tight end position. All right. On your head, not to be confused with on your ass, <laughs> are there any concerns that any current Auburn football commitments could flip to another school? Um, Sure. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Specifically, here's – this is – when I, when I uh, somebody asked me about flip watch because Demarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson both went to Alabama for a football game this past Saturday night, and I, um, some, somebody said, right, "Would you put them on flip watch?" I wouldn't personally until they take an official visit. Official visit to me is flip watch. I don't care who they are. So as soon as we see an Auburn commit set up an official visit elsewhere, uh, but they're still concerned. But if they set up an official visit, then there's truly interest. Jeremiah Beeman coming for the Georgia game. If I'm Alabama, I'm sure they're going to downplay it. Uh, but if you're coming on an official visit, it's legit. There's legit interest there. So, and the great thing is for that, for those two specifically, Alabama's already burnt their official. All visit. right. 
both Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick. Um, I think it makes it easier, like you said, to keep them in the class at that point. So uh, keep an eye on official visits if any Auburn commits. Right now we don't know of any, uh, but I'm sure they're a pop-up. We'll see what happens. Uh, Auburn Salt Fish, any updates from Perry or Demarcus Post, their Bama visit this weekend. This is uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Auburn Salt Fish, this, uh, you know Kevin from Wilmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we missed Kevin the other night. Didn't sure call did. Him. Sure did. Um, uh, any updates? No, and that's probably a good thing. I think so, yeah. I think both will be there uh, Saturday night in Auburn. I can and tell you just I've, from talking one-on-one with Demarcus Riddick, he said he was going to go to an Alabama game. He told me it was going to be that first week, and then, of course, you know, whatever happened there, he decided not to do that. He, he goes to Auburn, and he gives me the quote, glad I didn't go to Alabama this weekend. I was happy to be here, all this, right? Well, then Auburn's out of town and out of pocket. He's going to go to the Bama game, big game, Alabama-Texas. Sure. That's great. Sure. Absolutely. I, 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 don't, I'm, I don't have any red flags on that yet. No, if it, I, I, if it were If it were a continuous thing, I, I do. Yeah. But he told me he's going to be at every other Auburn game after this. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, DMAC73 wants any updates on tight ends to go along with Collins. We mentioned Amir Jackson. I think he tentatively had a scheduled a visit for the Georgia game, and I'm not sure if that's still in the cards. But I tell you what, DMAC, I'm going to uh, – Roger Salapega is coming in for the Iron Bowl? Yes, Iron, Iron Bowl. Bowl. He's from Utah. And then Amir Jackson is supposed to be in for the Georgia game. I need to check on that to see if that's still in the cards. You know, we for, we didn't mention – K.J. Bolton confirmed to me that he's coming. <laughs> yeah. Correct, for the Georgia. Yeah. 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 I just thought about that. Uh, but as far as tight ends go, Amir Jackson, I would think. Landon Thomas, uh, you know, I think he's a long shot. He's committed to, was he committed to Alabama, commit, flipped to Florida State, or Georgia? Committed to Georgia. Georgia. Well, he first was committed to Florida State, flipped to Georgia, flipped from Georgia back to Florida State. Okay. I don't see a kid flipping for a fourth time in his recruitment, man. Like, that would be a first for me. I, I think Auburn's got a better shot with Amir Jackson, especially if Florida gets rolled this weekend by the balls. It's we'll possible. see about that. But uh, tight end recruiting is it, something to keep an eye on, something we need to do a better job following. It's just there's like two or three guys, and it's difficult to get them on the phone, but we'll keep trying. All right, Bar, bar Schools. Uh, do any of y'all think that Hugh Freeze might take over play calling duties before the season is over with? This is a fantastic recruiting question from <laughs> Bar Schools. Dude, he went in his recruiting bag and said, play calling duties. <laughs> no, I listen, I think situationally, yes, Hugh Freeze is going to call plays. Do I think he's going to full-time call plays? I don't. Cause it, and if he is going to, he's going to tell the media. He has been very transparent with how he plans to handle everything. So, Cold may feel significantly different. Um, I just I, – I don't, man. I, I get the feeling he respects Philip Montgomery. Situationally, he's going to get involved. And he's going to have influence on the offense. Yeah. I don't think he's going to specifically call plays. Good. Well, you know, I, I've seen several times, and I've been a part of a coaching staff where it was the head coach made the game plan for the game. In right. fact, he made the play sheet and gave it to the office coordinator and said, all right, here you go. You're calling it. This this is your third. Here are the plays that you could choose from. <laughs> These are your third down options. These are your long, you know, all that. So I don't think Hugh Freeze is like that, especially the way I've watched him recruit. Like I told you a minute ago, he, when an assistant coach wants something, he goes, "I'm in." Sounds good. Trust you. So I think he has a lot of trust in Philip Montgomery. Montgomery knows what he's doing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, 
you know, everybody has a bad game, especially in the circumstances they were in the other night. Uh, again, everybody's still learning this new clock, too, so there's that. Um, but I, I don't think he takes over play calling. I think exactly what you said, Jay. Good stuff from Barfield's fantastic recruiting uh, topic there. <laughs> Emos, our, our big dog Emos. In your opinion, is next year's starting quarterback on the roster? Um. <laughs> uh, I can see recruiting bending into this one. Yeah, I hear you. I'll allow it. No, I'll this, allow yeah, it. this is this is recruiting. I say yes. I say Peyton Thorne is. I do too. That's the easy answer for me. I, I, I TBD for me. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> full Hamish. Full Hamish. Full Hamish. Full Hamish. Full, full, full Hamish. Full Hamish. Full Amish. I don't know. What team has impressed you the most, and what team has been the biggest disappointment to start the year? So I guess this is a recruiting question. Well, <laughs> Let's see. I guess it can be, depending on who you're recruiting against. Let's answer it from that perspective. Who's been the most? Who have you been the most impressed with from a recruiting standpoint um, as an opposing team? I, I, that's, that's good. That's actually a pretty good question. I don't think that's what he meant, but yeah. I don't know if it's continued. But I was, I was. Uh, very impressed with what freaking your boy Shane Beamer had done at South Carolina. For me, Florida State, I've been very impressed with how they've handled things um, in Tallahassee. Had been, it, you yeah. know, Mike Norvell's built it. The oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Miami. I mean, got a big win against A and M there. That's that's pretty good for them. Yeah, yeah I thought South Carolina had two or three five stars and, and like offensive tackles and they yeah, they, 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 got, they, they dropped. Yeah, well, they've only they've got let's see one two three four top one hundred guys. Yeah, Sam Pringle. Yeah, they what that that guy's top ten OT in this class. In Dylan opinion. Stewart, five yeah. star Dylan Stewart. Uh, Josiah Thompson is number eighteen oh, overall. Yeah, he's, he's a future five star. He's good. Cam Pringle, top one hundred. Wendell Gregory, top 100. And I was just like, South Carolina? Like, Steve Spurrier couldn't even do that at South Carolina. Well, in regards to what they're doing on the field, I mean, not too special yet. But uh, And that one could get nasty this but, week. But Florida, I'm with you, Jay Head. Florida State, no doubt. Yeah. Easy answer. Easy Florida answer. State with Miami is my second team on that. I hear you. Mar- and listen, and Mario surprised me, man. I, I thought – a&M would go down there and, and have a much better game. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Time out, dude. I'm looking at the rankings. How? Who has been more impressive and done less than freaking Florida? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't even going to – because they – I mean, the expectation was that they weren't going to be all that great as a team this year. And that's been the expectation, right, that they were just going to – you know what? I haven't been impressed with them. So, and that's that's an interesting question. Because proof of concept gets brought up a good bit. I also think it's not just proof of concept, but can you win enough to keep the negative recruiting at bay? And that's yeah. the question for Florida. Can they win enough this year to keep that class intact? Because right. I'm with you, Jeffrey. That shit, man, that blew me away when they got into the top ten the way that they did. Like, yeah. I just, they hadn't shown anything to this point that showed, that showed them capable of doing that. They had a big June. All right, Cole. Yeah. Oklahoma drill, big dog. Oh, I thought I – yeah. Oh, yes. Think it running back. <laughs> Dude, my back's been hurting. 
I'm going for the knees, big dog. I'm taking Listen. out the bird dogs. <laughs> let me let me tell you something about my playing days, okay? I I played linebacker, but you you run a perimeter run, I'm toast. I ain't getting there, okay? Don't have the speed. Never have. Yeah, let's swap positions run. there. I I would be a better running back than linebacker. Hey, in the box, you better watch it. Oh, that's, that's Oklahoma drill, baby. You're talking in between, you know, the, the guard and the center. We're running yeah. eight stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is teed up for you. Hey, that, ball, that was my ball's style. over there, big dog. The ball's <laughs> over there. But hey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey got you know he got about a year or two on me, right? So, I, that's that's. What's uh, you, are you weighing? Are you over two hundred yet? Me? Yeah. I ain't seen the hundred since like seventh grade. No, hey, two two hundred. Yeah. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Being north of two hundred, brother. Yeah, I'm the only lightweight on this show, man. <laughs> I'm I'm coming at about two twenty, coming right at. You. I wish I was. I've been I've been hovering at two thirty two. I want to get down to about two fifteen, two twenty. Brother. Um. All right. Um. Uh, how about some how about yous? Yeah. How about you some how about you? Yep. Uh, I've got a couple. Okay. I've got three. But I'll wait and I'll, I'll bet clean up. Give me just a second. Go, you go ahead. I got a couple from the, today. Yeah. I don't have many this week. I, I gave them all out last time. That's cool. Uh, but I want to give one to Cameron from Wetumpkin. I can't think of his username. It's Cameron something. He's on our board. Yeah, with a C. Um, I was at Malik Blockson's game in Wetumpka, and Cameron was there, and he was on the board sort of in, in the live thread and all that. Um, and then we ran into each other, and he's like, hey, man, you know, and we talked for a while, and I really enjoyed it, man. It was good to talk to him, and he's a big fan of the show, big supporter of Auburn Live. So Awesome. Definitely how about you to him, and, and I'll give one to Knight Rider. Knight Rider. I'm going to give one to War Eagle GSU. Really good poster. Had some oh, yeah. great things to say in the uh, the thread. I started the day when I was sitting in the uh, getting ready to do my flight physical. Bored out of my mind. I started on uh, apparel wear, Adidas versus Under Armour. So yeah. him for that one, and then uh, Mace him do. Let's give let's give Mace one. Okay. Oh Mace. Oh, Mace. Okay, I've got, uh, how about you to Scrooge McHud? Scrooge McChud. Scrooge M. Chud? Scrooge McHud. I say, I say McHud in my head. Yeah, yeah, Scrooge <laughs> McHud. Scrooge M.C. Hud. Scrooge McHud. All right, uh, how about you to M.W., uh, I'm sorry, M45 Auburn. How about you to M45 Auburn? I can't remember what he did, but it's funny. And then how about you to... Souls. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you yeah. go. O-L-L-S. For the grandchild, right? And he just had his, or right. having his first grandchild. Time's And um, he does a lot of off-topic. He keeps everybody on their toes. I want to remind you, this is a good time to remind you, the ignore feature on the corner is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Use it so you don't lose it, big dog. Uh, but, yeah. How about you, uh, Souls man? Uh, and appreciate him, his loyalty to the site, and keeping the keeping the pages turning. I got one more. Okay. 
I'm going to give one to Rice DP for some comments he made. Um, really appreciate Rice, and I'll talk to you guys about what that was about later on. Listen, okay. If you whether you like Rice or not, you have to respect him. Okay, the dude is about his business when it comes to this. I do. I certainly respect him, and I like him too. I'm, I'm on that side of the fence. Uh, my final one. <laughs> Mr. J here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. 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 Happy Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, uh, how about you, uh, big J head there? Happy birthday. Yeah. Brooke said happy Thanks birthday. Yeah. Thanks, Brooke. All right. We're going to wrap it up, people. We will be back Sunday night. We will call a show. Auburn is hosting Sanford Saturday night at 6 p.m. We will do our best to have all the recruiting coverage leading up to that game as well as post game. So lock it in. Auburn Live on three. One more time for the Bird Dogs, man. Y'all go check it out. www.birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps. Get you a promo code. For the Hydroflask type canteen, bird dogs. There you go. All right. For uh, Appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. We truly do, man. For Jay head for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay at that left lane. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.